0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday the 14th of July. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this presentation. If you need to, you can always pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on a podcast, head on over to our website and you can read the disclaimer there. Okay, well, first night of the US reporting season kicks off and not a particularly bullish uh, Reaction to those results, we saw a couple of the big US banks coming out last night, Goldman Sachs, one of them, and we saw the Dow falling 107 points or 0.31% to 34,889. So just backing away from that 35,000 level. The Nasdaq down 56 points or 0.38%, 14,678 there, and the S&P 500 down in the middle for Diddle, down 0.35% there. Goldman Sachs was down 1.2%, uh, did beat quarterly earnings and uh, did have some sustainability concerns as well. And I just saw the uh, head of Goldman's talking about the uh, the Chinese IPO pipeline that now has a gating uh, because the Chinese regulators have to approve any IPO in the US. And this was a big part of the US bank earnings was to do with these big IPOs and the deals that they have been doing as well. We also saw JP Morgan down 1.5%. That was despite a big EPS beat uh, driven by a reserve release and the net interest margin contracted and expenses were higher than expected and they also provided some guidance that the lending outlook was soft. So a little bit of uh, coolness Coming into the US banking market, and these guys are the first cab off the rank as far as results season goes. VIX index, as a result, moved up 5.88%, 17.12, and our SPY futures are showing a modest rise, four point rise to 72.55. But all eyes will be on Sydney at 11 a.m. this morning when we get more numbers from the coronavirus outbreak that we have here uh, very much concentrated in the southwest and the eastern suburbs still but uh, certainly those numbers considerably worrying we did see a last night Scott Morrison and Gladys Berejiklian unveiled a variety of packages aimed at helping business and also employees get through the next month or two and there are certainly some rumors swirling around that uh, Sydney will have to be locked down for the next two months. But uh, that could be the worst-case scenario. We shall see. Um, as far as commodities go, last night we had Brent crude up 1.77%, a dollar 33.76.49, and WTI back up 1.55%, $1.15, $75.25. In other commodities, copper was unchanged. Nickel up half a percent. Aluminium had a good night, up two percent. Uh, we had zinc pretty much unchanged. Lead down 0.7. Tin up 0.6 of a percent. Gold had a $4 rise, nothing to get excited about. Iron ore $217.85, just down $0.60 from its recent high. And the Aussie dollar at $74.81 there. (coughs) As far as the S&P goes, you can see there was a pretty strong and uh, positive start, but it did sag and finish down towards its lows with those bank results weighing and sentiment coming slightly off the boil post the results as well major stories last night strategists worry tech valuations back to extreme following latest rally they didn't really didn't worry yesterday but uh, they're worrying today Uh, bitcoin one of the worst performing assets year-to-date on a risk-adjusted basis and the u.s. economy facing a bumpy landing as stimulus effects fade according to some We had some CPI numbers as well last night from the US and they were a breakneck pace of US inflation which is expected to be transitory and moderate in June but certainly it was the highest reading for 13 years and it certainly gives the Fed something to think about. Goldman Sachs says the pandemic is fueling a productivity boost by speeding up workplace digitization and secular forces that have kept inflation low in recent decades i e globalization demographics rise in e commerce have begun to reverse uh, Chinese exports accelerate amid solid global demand and reopening and Dems zero in on on a price tag of roughly three to four trillion. For climate and anti-poverty package. We're going to still continue to hear a lot about that in the coming months. The ECB's Lagarde warns of divisions amongst policymakers around when to scale back stimulus and the IAE, which is the International Energy Authority, says OPEC plus uncertainty means investors face contradictory worries over under and over supply. That's a good phrasing. Um, apart from that, stories today in our market, we've got uh, Westpac uh, Melbourne Institute Consumer Sentiment for July, the RBA's Bullock speech in Kalgoorlie, long way from home. New Zealand will probably be a bit of a focus today. They've got their RBNZ monetary policy statement and there are some that suggests that New Zealand may be pushing rates higher uh, as one of the leaders of that rate increases. The US CPI turns hot, hottest in 13 years. And we do see tonight we've got a bunch of American banks again uh, reporting. We've got Wells Fargo, Citigroup, BlackRock and Bank of America. And the pay or the buy now, pay later war has heated up considerably overnight. PayPal is now switching on its pay-in-for installment option in Australia today, which has no late fees. Last year in 2020, Afterpay made $70 million in late fees. And Apple also joining with its partner Goldman Sachs, entering the Buy Now, Pay Later party as well. And on the back of that, Affirm, which is the big US Buy Now, Pay Later offering that listed recently, they fell 10%. We're also seeing a little bit of a move towards the big LICs, those are licensed investment companies, looking at capital raisings, especially given the premiums that some are trading at. AFI and Argo are some of the candidates that trade at a massive premium to their NTAs and have done for many, many years. And as a result, they may be looking to raise money. Jeff Wilson still believes that LICs are alive and well and still pushing that barrow despite the rise of the ETF market. Overseas, BHP and Rio both down last night. BHP down half percent, and Rio down 0.9 of a percent. Ten-year yields, just to give you an update, the U.S. yields popping back up to 1.41 percent. Australia down at 1.32 percent. So I'd imagine there's a bit of catch-up there. And Germany down 0.3. That's a negative. They've got negative 0.3 interest rates. Nab has confirmed that it's talking to City to buy its consumer bank. C may be an issue. And brokers are all jumping on the lithium bandwagon. We've seen big pieces out from Macquarie and Morgan Stanley in recent days. And now Credit Suisse saying that the price rises are not temporary to the lithium prices. And the Noosa Mining Conference kicks off today, which will be interesting. You can join that online or you can actually go in person if you're that way inclined, and certainly if you're in Queensland. West Farmers may have to up the bid for API, the media reports, as the company is reviving talks with Sigma, and some reports that Blackmores are shoring up their defences and starting to get advisors on board, as they believe they could be the next target. Question of the day today, I guess it stems from the PayPal and the Apple move into buy now, pay later. And I've spoken many times about the seven-minute abs metaphor coming from the something about Mary movie when the serial killer is in the car with Ben Stiller and talks about his seven-minute ab program. And Ben Stiller says, well, what about the six-minute abs or the five-minute abs? This, of course, is the, the problem with cutting r- So today's question Are the golden days for BNPL over as that seven-minute abs metaphor takes hold. Love to hear your thoughts on that, but certainly some of the halcyon days after Pay made $70 million in late fees in 2020. That's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas, or insights over there. It's always a great group, great insights, and great behavior. Members helping members is the motto of the group. We've got Ask the Analyst on Friday at 5 p.m., so register now for that. There is a registration button on my article today. And also I'll be on the call with David Kosh and Andrew Wyland, the ETF guru today at 12 o'clock, talking 10 stocks, two ETFs, one lick, and a few other little treasures as well, as well as talking about the life-changing one-stock portfolio, which Ausbiz seemed to have adopted on the back of uh, Marcus and I talking about that over the recent weeks. Thanks very much for listening and have a great day.